Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to say something that's going to sound awful, but I think people with deep faith will understand it, which is that I feel sometimes sorry for the person who has never had tragedy because it is in the deep deep valley that you have a very different relationship, a very deep relationship with God that you don't get on the mountaintop, right? Yet I mean there's a cry out for him that's so raw and beautiful. For me, I hear him very well in those valleys of life and the mountaintops of life. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Pett. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. Yes, and this is going to be an awesome show, especially if you want to smile, laugh, or maybe even double over with a bellyache laughing so hard. You got a comedian lined up? I didn't even know this. Well, really? she, I mean, she's not technically a comedian, <laughs> a but big, she is really funny. That's a big promise here. We're going to make people <laughs> laugh, double up. All right. Okay, you might cry a little bit too. In Ouch. fact, here's what you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to laugh through the ugly cry and find mm. unstoppable joy. How about that? That's the name, uh, the book title of our guest's book. Her name is Dawn Barton, and she wrote this book. And oh my goodness, it's it's like one of those books you don't want to put down. It's hilarious, and you cry, you laugh, you cry, you laugh. I mean, you're a big hot mess after you read it, but it's so <laughs> worth it. Um, but yeah, so do you even know what an ugly cry is, Todd? Do I know what an ugly cry is? <laughs> have you ever had is? an ugly cry? Uh, no, I have never experienced an ugly cry because I was raised with the notion that <laughs> Big boys don't cry. Oh, come and, on. Uh, That's a well, song. But, but the other thing is, I mean, I've got a little bit of a handicap. I'm German. Germans certainly don't cry. So, At least no, not in public. I, I cry. My crying all takes place on the inside. I just uh -huh. never show it on the outside. So I I'm not see. sure what an ugly cry is. Well, the women listening, I know y'all know what an ugly cry. We're talking the snot nose, tears flowing down <laughs> okay. your face, ugly cry, but they're so good. And sometimes that's what uh, gets you through to the next uh, place that you need to be uh, during that season. I, but, think, I think Dawn, next time she has an mm -hmm, ugly cry, mm -hmm. she needs to video that, she, put it up on social media have, and let actually. it go viral. Right? <laughs> teaches all a lesson. She's a very unique, very gifted, very talented uh, woman who's going to share with you uh, the true meaning of choosing joy. Uh, let me just, I've got a little bio here. I want to just give you a little background on, on who Dawn is. Uh, multi, oh, this is really cool. A multi-billion dollar direct sales company put Dawn on their Times Square billboard yeah, in the summer in of 2018, Square. right? Crazy. <laughs> Not during an ugly cry, I'm sure. I'm sure she was uh, <laughs> yes. all together. So in, uh, she has had 30 years of sales and marketing. She's been a top producer at every sale at every company that she's worked for. And most recently, she was the really the number seven sales director in Mary Kay Cosmetics. Mary Kay, that's amazing. And then she took a leap Seriously. of faith. I don't, you know, this that's is a crazy. lot of pink like, cars or whatever. She, <laughs> takes a, takes, yeah, true. Takes a leap of faith. <laughs> Leaves it all, 
to write her first book. Uh, Laughing Through the Ugly Cry is the title of it. And, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and like Wendy said, I mean, it's it's a great book. I I have been reading this book. He has. And I, I, I busted him reading it. And he he was laughing. <laughs> was I have laughed and I have gotten choked up. It's really a great yeah, book. Yeah. Uh, she's a public speaker for more than 10 years now, giving talks about cancer, joy, female empowerment, and direct sales. When she's not encouraging other women to find joy... And, you know, as she's encouraging other women, she's encouraging men, too. That's true. When she's not doing that uh, to find joy and humor in even the most difficult of circumstances, well, you can find her living happily ever after in cantonment, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Florida, with her husband, her daughter, her parents, mother-in-law, two horses, four dogs, three cats, and a partridge and a pear tree. A partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> wow. Welcome, Dawn, to your biggest breakthrough. Wow. Wow. What, what a bio. That's fantastic. How are you? Hey, you guys. So good Hi. to see you. <laughs> Welcome. First of all, I feel like my life's goal is to make you cry now. Oh, <laughs> like, well, either that or, hey, belly laugh or cry. Your choice. Yeah, I don't know. This seems like the crying is a much harder thing to achieve. And I just, you know. <laughs> what about when you're laughing so hard you cry? Oh, How about that? That's, that's the best, that isn't is the it? Best. Those that are the good. <laughs> at this point in my life, I'm usually peeing in my pants at the same time that I'm doing that. So uh, I'm I, that I get hard. that. I understand that, Don. <laughs> <laughs> that's beyond me i'm not okay. gonna comment on that yeah. <laughs> i don't get that or sneeze or, okay never mind um well don we, we want to jump right to it and um you have been through so many yeah. um just tough things in life that you've had to deal with from deaths uh to cancer to um, just a lot in your life mm-hmm. and and yet you have decided because it is a decision. You have decided to choose joy through all these circumstances. So we want like the three-step process yeah, on let's, how do you me, just choose joy? Down yeah, here. yeah, we need to know how do you just choose it? Like, it sounds so simple. <laughs> well, I'd love to give you a three-step process, but I, I don't think there is one. And I will tell you that I think that joy is the focus before it's ever a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, you really have to focus on it. But at the core of everything, joy is, to me, joy is God and God is joy. Amen. So um, your, your faith is where the joy comes from, even through, you know, the hardships. And, and uh, scripture says, you know, when we have hardships, not if, but when, right. and uh, just knowing how to to love some Jesus through it. But don't get me wrong. It's, I, I wasn't going through, you know, loss of a child and cancer mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, a rape and all of those things. Um joyfully yeah mm. and you know those were those mm-hmm. were hard things to go through so right right so you mentioned faith and so that sounds like that's at the core of everything for you these days don't know that absolutely it's, that, it didn't start out that way for you however right took a little while no. for you to, to get into that place of realizing that god is real and he's active and involved in your life so take us back just that little faith journey that uh, you experience in your life what was that yeah. about? I was somebody raised, uh, I call it Catholic light, um, mostly because my family was Catholic, but we lived and moved all over the world. Uh, my father was in the oil business, kind of like a military family. Longest I was ever somewhere was three years. We went to church in some places, other places we didn't. And we didn't really have, um, you know, qu- uh, conversations of faith at home. Mm. So um, it was very much what I call Catholic light. And then um, in my 20s, I got married and we had a, a child that we lost to a rare bacteria of pneumonia. She died when she was nine months old. Mm-hmm. And then uh, six months, no, no, no. Uh, she died in June. Yeah. And then in December, someone broke in our home and I was raped. Mm-hmm. And they caught the man. It went to a full jury trial, all of that. But through that, 
it, I did not have a strong enough faith foundation, I think, to make it through those things mm-hmm. um, with uh, the ability to find joy even in this deep heartache. So I, I, like I say, I broke up with God, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. plates throwing, furious, angry, not understanding how could I love a God that takes babies away from mommies. Right. I just couldn't fathom that. And, you know, God is God and he's just the coolest things in sliced bread. <laughs> and what he did for me is he just put people in my life um, and in a way that I wasn't pushed away or threatened or um, just good, wonderful, kind people that were the light of Jesus, you know, like mm. there was something about them. They were so good, so kind. You want to know a little bit more? You want to know a little bit more? Mm. And then you start being open to, okay, I'll go to church one day. And, you know, but it, it has, to, for me, it was years mm. of that layering, I call it. Yeah. You know, we call it the sales industry layering. It was a layering process until, um, you know, I, I was baptized, oof, maybe uh, again, uh, 13, 13, 10 years ago or so. And um, it was just this, I love you, 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 I love you. But here's what I want to say to all that is God can handle Mm. us being mad at him. Yes. He can so handle it. it. And I think it's, yeah, and I think it's so sad if we think that we can't have, it's one-sided, of course, these one-sided fights with God, Mm. because we would do it with our spouse who we love dearly. We would do it with our best friends. Why do you think that you can't be so raw and so vulnerable with God to not, I mean, we're human. We don't understand everything. We don't get it, especially when it comes to loss mm. and um, sickness and those kind of things. So just being able to, I mean, think about it. If you ever had a fight with somebody, how you just get that much closer? I'm not, just sometimes you got to get so raw, so real, cry out to him. And it, it just makes it better and better and better. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, and I know you're speaking to um, so many right now that maybe have dealt with uh, the loss of a child or been in your situation, rape or or, or disease, and well, just, um, you get angry. I would imagine. Of course, absolutely. You know? like, how did this yeah. happen? You're supposed to be a good yeah. God. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but I, but I love it that uh, that you were able to be transparent and vulnerable, and that you understand that part of God that allows you to to be angry and not have all the questions answered. And yet to fall in love uh, with the God that you, you like, you didn't get who he is or why he did what he did. But I'm really curious about your husband and and what he was going through after the death mm. of your little one mm-hmm. and then your rape. How did how did he handle, how did he process this? What was he going through? Well, we we didn't. Um, so we, we lost her in June. We separated in August. Mm. It's like 95% of marriages that lose a child divorce. Mm. It's an mm. awful statistic. And I think it truly just comes down to, if, if you don't have that deep foundation of faith, men and women grieve very differently. You know, you, you talked about not being a crier. And I remember being yeah. so angry that he wasn't falling apart like I was falling apart, mm. um, which is silly, you know. But uh, we, um, we divorced about a year after that. Um, so the rape, you know, right after the rape happened, I moved back in with my parents because I was scared to go home. And yeah, wow. it was. Um, yeah. And how many years yeah. ago did you lose your child? How many years ago was that? Well, my firstborn daughter, they were two years apart. She's 
31. So a long time, you know, yeah. whatever that math is. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. numbers are hard. Right. Uh, like <laughs> Don't be throwing her curveballs okay. with math problems. Just curious. Okay? Just curious. <laughs> you did not say we'd be talking Well, I also love, Dawn, that you, uh, that God put the right people in your yeah. life that, that, just sure. wooed you back into um, his his bosom, you know, mm. and yeah. and allowed you to come in at the pace that that God knew that you would come back to Him in, mm-hmm. and it's just such a reminder for all of us to to um, handle everyone differently and to know where they're at and to just be kind and be loving and just offer just be be Christ-like, right? Not not pushy, not right. whatever, but just in a in a nice gentle way. And pretty soon, you know, you're planting the seed, but God God waters it and then it grows. So, yeah. And Don, I have I have For a sure. I have a feeling that if somebody came up to you and said, "Well, you don't understand my situation and I don't know how God could allow that." You you obviously can relate much more easily. But for those of us who haven't had those kinds of experiences, how do you how do you work with somebody who has those questions? There is no answer for them, and they're very angry. How do you work with a person like that? Well, I think when I think about somebody telling me about the devastating situation that they're going through, yeah. one of the first things I think to acknowledge is to say, that sucks. And I'm sorry to say it that way, but I, I think that we're so quick to tiptoe and go, mm-hmm. oh, God, you know, it, but to acknowledge that what you are going through is horrid. Mm. And I am so sorry that you're going through this. Um, so I think that's my first thing. And just, uh, and and I try to never say, if there's anything I can do, let me know. If I'm going to do something, I do it mm. proactively. And then um, if not, you know, just love on them and pray for them. Yeah. That, that's, that's very good practical advice. And especially for guys, uh, because guys are problem solvers. Like we just want to fix something. Yeah. Oh, you're having this problem and you're angry. Well, let me, let me try to fix it. Really, there is no fix. So you give people permission to feel that way yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and to address it in their time. That's cool. So um, let's go back because you said your your husband and you divorced, but then obviously you came back together. So how long were you? No, no we no. didn't. Oh, you did not. <laughs> he actually passed away. I, yeah, I did. No, uh-huh. Okay. After, I missed yeah, that. I'm so, so this sorry, is Don. Husband number two. Got you. Got you. Okay. Not to be confused with husband number six. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure husband number two does not appreciate hearing that right now. <laughs> Husband number two is so laid back yeah, that he, yeah. he is just. You share some good stories in your in your book of, about how your husband handles things, and I, I'm telling you, this guy is my soulmate. I love that. Guy. <laughs> He's pretty That's great. So good. That's so good. Well, um, l- let's dive in a little bit because you talk a lot in your book about lucky, and we're going to get to uh, who and what lucky is. And um, how how you went through the devastation of having breast cancer. Um, a lot of women listening um, have dealt with either something similar or they have a friend that has, or even men that are listening. They know someone close to them that are dealing with cancer, breast cancer, or have um, dealt with it themselves. So tell us a little bit about when you first got the... Um, the diagnosis and how you reacted and just, just kind of take us through that journey. And then we'll go to um, the next phase and season of where you are now. First of all, it's a, it's a yucky time to get that call. Um, you know, before it, when 
there's always, there's this window between they found a lump and then them actually calling and or calling you in and actually telling you what it is. So there's those days of just, they're just agony for anybody out there. But, you know, one in eight women have breast cancer now, one in eight, and it's only 10% of those have a family history. Yeah. So I think so many times women are kind of slough it off because I don't have family history. So therefore I'm not going to get it, but it's, it's actually my sister and I both had uh, breast cancer, two different kinds, but we both had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately I lost her from cancer. So, um, but it was, it was a whirlwind and I found out on a Monday, it's actually my husband's birthday that I had cancer. Um, and the, uh, or maybe it was a Tuesday, but story, I had something every single day. And then on Friday of that week, they were putting a port in my body so that I could, they could administer chemotherapy. And then on Monday I was getting chemotherapy. So things were so fast for me. That is not the case for all people. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't think it's the case most of the time. Um, I live in a community and happen to know a lot of people in the medical field. So I know that things moved a little faster for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to acknowledge that just, you know, to, yeah. And it was, um, it was one of those things that I was numeric. So I'm strategic in thinking just in, in the way that I am. And so I knew that we had four of this treatment, six of this treatment, you know, or this medication. And so everything to me was a countdown of numbers. Then we had 12 rounds of this chemotherapy. Then I had 38 rounds of radiation. And, and when it all ended after a year of treatment, so I had chemotherapy, then a mastectomy, then radiation, um, and then a meltdown. So because... I was so depressed when it ended because I think I was so focused on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, mm-hmm. um, that I d- probably didn't process it to the level that I, uh, did at the end. Right. And maybe didn't even have the opportunity or give yourself the opportunity to grieve. You were just so busy yeah, doing, uh, doing the thing. Yeah. I was in fight mode, yeah. you know, I was in this, this kind of warrior mentality sure. and sleep uh, or I was sleeping and. Yeah, was there, and then after the- was there anybody in particular during that uh, during that time period that gave you good advice or bad advice? <laughs> Something that you're grateful for or you wished wouldn't have happened? Uh, I'll take the bad. I'm like first. that's a yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh. yeah. Because uh, it could be a lesson for us, uh, for others. You know, it would be. Um, <clears throat> And it was one of my very, like of my five closest friends, it was one of my five. <laughs> and I talked to her on the phone and she said, oh my gosh, my aunt just had that. The one that just died. Oh, oh no, no, no. Whoops. No, Whoops. Like, I don't want to hear it. And he's Whoops. like, no, no, and no. Um, the other thing was yeah. that I did have some crazy people on social media saying that, you know, that's the devil oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Get, getting into, you know, those kind of things. Mm. So those are bad. Mm-hmm. Don't do those. Mm. Um, and then, but the great ones were at the, the best two pieces of advice. Number one, this lady I didn't know said, this will be the best year and the worst year of your life. But, mm. and I say in the book, it was not the worst year of my life. Mm. Um, there were so many unbelievable blessings through that year that it absolutely was not the worst year of my life. And the other piece of advice was by a friend of mine who has since, um, passed away from cancer. But she was, I called her my cancer coach at the time. And she had been through treatment, um, then was not at the time that I was going through treatment. And then she got sick again. Mm-hmm. But um, she used to tell me, do not go in, get in your chemo, in your pajamas, looking like death. 
you put your makeup on and you get dressed. Uh, you are not dying. Quit acting like you're dying if you're going to get chemo. Wow. Oh, that's so and good. It was such a great piece of advice. Yeah. Slap on some lipstick, yeah. sister. Yeah. Look, look good. And I and she said it in front of my mom. So when my mom would come into town to take me to treatments, I didn't feel it. She was like, you know, I have makeup on. Like, I don't work with makeup on. Put your makeup on. So it's kind of a, it, you know, well, come on, Don. Wait a makeup all the time. You're a Southern girl. So yeah. we know, about, and, and I grew up in Texas, so I know about that makeup. You don't go to the store yeah. without your makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you live here. Pensacola is really, you know, the beach areas are really, really good. So <laughs> I, I never, I never seem to have it on anymore. So, okay. So you were really big in, in, uh, I say direct sales, right? It's direct sales, Mary mm-hmm. Kay in particular, mm-hmm. and you probably work yeah. for several different companies. Um, no, just, just Mary Kay. Kay. Okay, awesome. Uh-huh. So, did you have yeah. the pink card? Did you have the card? All the things? I did. I had several pink so, cards. I figured yeah, that's so yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but you <clears throat> stopped with Mary Kay to write a book. Like for some people, they'd be like, "That's that's hard to believe." She was number Stupid. seven. Yeah, like, like crazy. You're, so yeah. I want to talk about that actually, because you are a driven go getter. I mean, y- you are the real deal. You are driven, and so for someone so driven to shift, tell us a little bit about that, because I don't know that um, most women would give themselves permission. Number one, to do that, and mm-hmm. number two, um, just kind of why? Why did you decide to do that? Because God is the bossiest thing. <laughs> he just is. And uh, had it been up to Don Barton, I would have stayed ah. and written a book halfway and, you know, just done. No, um, but those doors were shut and I'm so glad. But it started with, I actually had a dream and um, God said, you're going to write, you know, in this dream, it's in that kind of what feels like a half awake, half asleep. Hmm. And God said, you're going to write a book. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not a writer. I'm, I don't. I don't journal. I don't make lists. I'm not your girl. No. And he said, you're going to write a book, going to write a book, wake up, wake up, write this down, write this down Mm -hmm. and gave me the chapters. And it went on for so long. And then when I woke up in the morning, I expected to just have this like, (laughs) like all these things all laid out. Cause I, I knew that this had happened when I woke up and I looked and I only had six words six words, and I, but I knew exactly wow. what everything meant. Ah. So one of the words was lucky, you know, like mm. I knew that. So it was, um, okay, wait, no, I, wait, it was so we, the word yeah. was lucky. What's We're going to go to lucky because we, I mean, we have to talk about yeah. lucky, but I had yeah, to ask we'll that go to lucky question. We'll okay. go there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the next day I Googled, how do you write a book? And then, uh, so it wasn't because I had this um, yearning desire, gift, you know, yeah, yeah. no, no. In fact, writing is unbelievably difficult for me. Um, it takes every ounce of, I tell my husband because I, I think he knows when I'm writing in my most ultimate concentration. And that's when he thinks to, to ask me the <laughs> most unimportant question. <laughs> yeah. So I tell him, I said, I want you to imagine that you have climbed up a mountain and it is snowy and you have used axe picks and it is a difficult mountain to get up. And you finally are at the top of the mountain and in the mountain is your ultimate riding zone. And then someone comes in and they push you off the mountain and you stumble down and you have to climb all the way back up. I said, that is what happens when you interrupt me in riding. So that is how hard it is for me to ride. But did he get an answer so. to his question? Uh, and it never... It, I have just learned to go away to write because it okay. never has changed yeah. because he thinks if he whispers it, it's less than <laughs> instructional. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I just, I'm, I'm blown away, away by that because again, so many women would not take that detour. And the fact that you were obedient mm. and did is huge. Like kudos sister. Well, let me just say, I wasn't beautifully obedient. Okay. <laughs> I was argumentative for three months. Oh. And then I had actually made a decision to stay in Mary Kay. I was at a com- like a small conference where we were speaking. I walked out of the room and I texted the woman who was ahead of, you know, like above me in Mary Kay and said, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do both. I love this world so much. I don't want to leave. I walked back in the room to hear this story. And the story was that the speaker was telling the story, a little girl and her mom walked, uh, went into the a store and in the store, the little girl found a little pearl necklace that she loved. And she wanted this like, Oh mama, can I please have the necklace? Please have the necklace. I'll work. And she said, okay, you can do some chores. You know, it's like a $3 necklace. And you know, um, when we get home, you can do them. And that child got her necklace, but wore it all the time, you know, it just gets nasty. They don't want to take it off. It stinks. It was just (laughs) all the time, all the time, all the time. She loved that necklace. Well, her dad would put her to bed. And when the first night he came in and he said, "Uh, do you love me? And she said, yes. And she said, will you give me your necklace? And she said, oh, no, daddy, you can have my Susie doll and my, my Barbies, but no, no, you can't have my necklace. Okay. Next night he comes back in. He said, do you love me? She said, well, yes, daddy. He said, would you give me your necklace? Oh, no, 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 daddy. But you can have my books and my, you know, all of these toys over here, but no, daddy, not my necklace. And the third night he walked in and she was crying and she had her hand outstretched with her necklace and he gave her back a real pearl necklace. Um, And I knew in that moment, God was saying, if you will let go, I have so much more for you. And so mm. I did. I kind of wow. just got that was, chills that right the moment. now on that one. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, had to good. exercise your faith. That is a faith decision. That's a belief that mm-hmm. says, God, I believe you. And that kind of, it really can't happen unless you feel very comfortable in your relationship with who God is. So, you, you, yes, but don't, I want to be clear that don't mm-hmm. think that when God calls you to something, you are supposed to be clear on every step that's coming mm. because I didn't know the next steps. It wasn't until I completed one did, uh, that the next door opened. That's a good word. And then I completed one and the next one door opened. Taking you know, the because action. everyone, yep. right? Because um, I, I love the saying, God can move mountains, but don't be surprised when he throws you the shovel. That's yeah. such a good word because I think most, most of us want to take the easy way out. Okay, God, all right, okay, I'll obey. Now make it happen. Right, right. <laughs> like, like you yeah. said, God throws yeah. you the shovel, start digging. <laughs> but he knew that you were yeah. willing to dig. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he that's entrusted cool. you with this dream, with this mm-hmm. God-sized dream and vision. And I think it's beautiful. He could trust you with oh, the shovel. Okay. So yeah. um, you've been doing the work and it's beautiful. So um, where you are today is is uh, a, another part of your the seasons of your life mm-hmm. that is different. Uh, right now you are, um, whoa, whoa, wait, do we even want to go here yet? Cause we didn't talk about lucky. I'm going to leave these people oh, hanging and they're going to be very no. upset. Yeah. They're going to be like, where is the lucky? <laughs> they're going to be very upset about Well, it's a chapter right <laughs> here. It says you got to get the book in and it'll tell you. You have to get the book. But we'll give you, we'll give you a hint because in chapter five, it's the joy in getting lucky, celebrating <laughs> the little wins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so lucky. Yes. Drum roll. Lucky <laughs> it was my, I, I actually still have it. And lucky is my prosthetic breast. There you go. And <laughs> lucky um, was hot and heavy and 
miserable and uh, I hated Lucky and I would lose Lucky all the time. <laughs> Lucky went flying on the sofas and, you know, sat uh, in the passenger car seat. It was just, I was in the I water and I was going to have a, yeah, a double mastectomy, but they, um, when I went in and I was a large breasted woman. So when I went in and they said they were only going to take the right side, I really was devastated. Mm. Um <clears throat> because I thought I'll be so uneven. This is, it's not enough. I don't have hair. Now I'm going to have one boob, one not. And um, so I had a prosthetic breast for two years before I did the full reconstructive surgery. Wow. And um, we had a lot of adventures <laughs> and the best would be the adventure in the book. Yes. About, uh, about, well, do you want me to tell the story? Yes. No, no, yes. no. You, yes. Tell no, the story. It, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. be let nervous, but go ahead. Tell it. Go. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The story is um, every year we have a, a family that we do all of our vacation stuff with. Their kids, our kids, everybody gets along. So we had this particular year, we had rented a sailboat, a 40-foot sailboat to go watch the Blue Angels flying team, which mm. is, this is the home base for them. They're so great. And we love to watch them. So um, that particular year, the kids were little, like uh, four and six, maybe. And something like that. And Casey, my girlfriend and I, we, they were scared to jump off the side of the boat. So we were like, oh, watch this. <laughs> Cause we are so cool. We are so good. <laughs> now, let me just say, it took me a very long time to find a bathing suit that I could put lucky in and it worked. You know, this was like a whole thing to find that swimsuit that worked. Well, so Casey and I, we line the kids up on the edge of the boat and we're ready. And I tell Casey's husband, John, make sure you're filming because this is going to be epic. And it's like one, two, three. And we jump, which was like 500 feet. I'm pretty sure maybe 10 <laughs> feet, but it felt really far. Um, we jump in. And as soon as I hit the water, I feel lucky sliding out of my bathing suit. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh no, oh no. And a million things went through my head. And the least, mostly it was, will insurance cover another prosthetic breast? Oh my gosh, it was $500. Will insurance cover another one? Oh my gosh, I lost Lucky. So I come uh, popping out of the water. I looked at John and I said, I lost Lucky. I, no, I, th I think I actually yelled, I lost my boob. And then like 15 feet away, all of a sudden, like a, just this torpedo coming out of the water. Lucky pops up with a little jump. And that's when we learned that Lucky could float. So, yes. Lucky but, you can know, float. I, it is one of the funniest stories of my life. And I would not have had that story had I not had breast cancer. See, there so, you go. There you go. See? I love you it. Never I love that. It. You have such a remarkable one. way of spinning things in a, in, in a way where there is humor in the reality of what's happening rather than, you know, embarrassment and worry and all that stuff. Um, and just reading through your chapters, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to read a few because it's almost like every chapter outlines another pain point and then the choice you made and then what the outcome was, which I think is a, right. is a brilliant way to tell your story and encourage others. Uh, and you started out with your faith journey, Catholic light, and I'm not your girl jumping without a net. And by the way, you, you, you got all of these, you named all these chapters yourself, correct? You didn't have help from the did. publisher? No, these are great. There's a couple they, that we changed, but um, there weren't many. Yeah. Cancer Schmancer, Choosing How the Story Goes. Uh, a Nice Round Head, Uncovering <laughs> Strength. <laughs> the Joy in Getting Lucky. Okay. And then the You Get To, and that's Learning to Treasure What You yeah. Didn't Want. I love that. And yeah. the She's Still Your Friend cracked me up, loving people where they are. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's good. <laughs> now, you, and then, Enjoying exercising. Now, you know, uh, I, I giggle at that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's when, bad. When I, What's that? When, when you first reached out to me about the podcast, I was like, does she know who she's wanting to talk to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I do. In fact, it, I great. love following you on, on Instagram. You crack me oh, up. So and good. so anyone that's listening, yeah. if you need a, a good smile and a good laugh, you got to follow Don for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mom's red hot toenails, uh, <laughs> my lobster, Kim's rack, Kim's million. Uh, and it's a one woman job. And th throughout the book, you, you tell these stories that, I mean, some of us just can't imagine what it would be like to go through what you've gone through and much mm -hmm. less choosing joy in the midst of something so incredibly painful. And like you said earlier, that doesn't mean that it was an easy or simple or formulaic process. Mm -hmm. It, it was something that you experienced, but you, you, it seems like you had to continually resolve to make that choice. So talk a little bit about, and I'm not going to ask you to tell us what was your most painful thing, but just sort of as you, as you go back over all of these experiences, um, what, what was it that caused you to, to discipline yourself, if I can put it that way, to keep choosing joy? Because you get slammed with another one. Here comes another problem you didn't expect. These are like unpredictable, unexpected bombs that went off in your life. And didn't right. you ever and, get tired and, of that? <laughs> you know, I now, um, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's going to sound awful. But I think people with deep faith will understand it which is that I feel sometimes sorry for the person who has never had tragedy mm -hmm. because it is in the deep, deep valley that you have a very different relationship, a very deep relationship with God mm -hmm. that you don't get on the mountaintop, right? Yet, I mean, there's a cry out for him that's so raw and beautiful. For me, I hear him very well mm -hmm. in those, those valleys of life and the mountaintops of life. About a year and a half ago, my mother-in-law my husband and I and my parents, we all sold our homes and we purchased this unbelievable property where we all live. And it, um, I knew we were the sole children to both of our parents. And I knew that we were coming up on the taking care of parents mm. time. Now, when I envisioned that I envisioned a nurse coming every day and taking care of parents. I don't know, but I'm just when you get to an age in life where you realize your gifts, it is a great place to be. But one of mine is not naturally being a caretaker, just that I don't, I am not a, you know, I'm also not the person that wants to hold babies and all of that. It's not that I mean, it's just not who I naturally kind of am. <laughs> um, I sounded so hateful, but I'm, just, I'm not at all. I, I, I love, she I love doesn't like to hold babies. Wow. wow. <laughs> who are we? In, who are we oh interviewing? My goodness. <laughs> you know, some people are like, oh, I want to hold right. like, oh, Yeah, keep baby. Move it along. We'll move it along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, uh, mm. when we came out here and my mom started getting sick mm. and then, um, my life basically turned into here. I am this Enneagram three, this type a personality driven and all of it stopped to become a caretaker to parents. Mm. And I remember saying to myself, um, all the time, you wrote a chapter saying you get to, you get to, you get to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and so, um, and I felt myself getting very depressed and, mm. and lost and kind of wondering who I was and struggling with that, um, not achieving. 
And I remember uh, proactively chasing joy. And I have been proactively chasing happiness and joy. And what I mean by that is being very aware of what are you doing to make yourself feel more joy? Is it uh, being in the word? Is it taking a walk? Is it, hmm. you know, what are the things? And and I'm a big advocate of you. I have a joy list. I have a list of things that are joyful to me. Cool. And I try to do those things as much as I can yeah, on that cool. list. So whether that be candles or colors I love or anything like that. Um, I also know that when I get kind of down, sometimes it's as simple as get out of bed, take a shower and put makeup on because the makeup actually makes you feel better as a person. And I'm sure it's Mary Kay makeup, right? (laughs) I will tell you (laughs) when I left, no, no, no. When I left Mary Kay, I'd been using it for, you know, I was there for nine years. It was all I was using. And I left to try some other things and I went back. Oh, so like, there you go. There's a testimony. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not selling it. I don't sell it at all. I just, yeah, I do like it. But, but okay. Real quick. What's on your joy list? Just like a, give me three, yeah. give me three on your joy list. Cause they're going to be different for everybody, uh, but I just think it'd be fun to yeah, hear yours. So the thing that'll probably snap me out of poor pitiful me faster than anything is music. Mm. And so I have a playlist. I have a playlist mm. of things that the joy music that, that helps. Do you dance? And then I have different, um, I picture you dancing. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm like, I picture you dancing. Come on, Come on girl. Yeah, I, picture you. Uh, I like to sing. I'm a terrible singer, but I love to sing. Oh, yeah, me too. to the display of all those around me. In you the know, shower like, just... and in the car with the radio up real loud. That's that's when I sing the best. But <laughs> I don't even the need the radio loud. I love to sing to my kid all the mm. time. Like, um, that's awesome. I sing, Ella, oh, Ella, I love you. I do. Ella, oh, Ella, you smell like a shoe. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Like, anything hey, hey. anything for a rhyme, right? Anything. That's awesome. Anything. All right. Well, you are, uh, are, are moving your way through um this the season in yeah. your life. And um yeah. and you have been having fun, fun, quote unquote, fun doing it. Um, because you're bringing joy to your mom that was in the mm. hospital, joy to your dad that was in the hospital, the way that you show up because joy comes in the morning, but joy can be 24 seven. So, um, yeah, I do have one more question because it seems to me that there are some people who just, it's really hard to wrap your head around the reality of having joy when you're in such deep pain. So I just, I just want to ask you, Dawn, um, what do you think is maybe that one hidden pitfall that, that prevents most people from experiencing the ability to choose joy? I think that sometimes people believe that because they are in a hard season, that then therefore your um, outlook and attitude must also be Mm. poor, pitiful me, hard Mm. and sad. Um, But the reality is God will sprinkle. um, I'll give you a good story. Um, I had just shaved off my hair. Now, I may not have a lot of gifts in life that can't sing, I have great hair. You guys can't tell that right now because it's greasy and back in a ponytail, but I have great hair. Always have. So shaving it off was devastating to me. And I felt such a loss of identity, femininity. Um, I felt honest. I don't know any other way to say it other than disgusting. I felt Mm. so disgusting. Mm. And I had to go in for a chemo treatment. My sister was with me at the time and we ran across the street to a Stein Mart to find me some scarves for my head because I was so embarrassed. Is it just, I had just the day before shaved it off. And I walked in uh, to Steinmart and I was looking through the scarves and I had taken what was on my head off. And I looked up 
and there was a lady and I immediately put my hand on my head and I said, I'm so sorry, Mm. as Mm. if I had to apologize for showing my head. Mm. And she looked at me and listen, she said, don't you ever apologize for the way you look right now. Mm. You are so beautiful. And don't you ever apologize. Mm. Uh, Makes me cry. And that, yeah. And that right there. That is one of God's joyful blessings in the midst of a heartache. So if you are so closed off to finding those things, it's going to be a much more difficult journey. But if you will start to look at and recognize what he's going to put around you, the people he's going to put it and bring into your life, if you will let him, you will be amazed by it and you will have great stories. And what a reminder as a a stranger to anybody that you may come across just that the the spoken word, how beautiful it can be in the mm. ear of someone else that mm. needs it at that very moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, that's yeah. beautiful, Don. Yeah. Great reminder. But, you know, it's so funny you, you said that because I, was, I haven't done my Instagram story for today, but it's actually going to be on uh, because I've been feeling so strongly about the power of someone's words mm-hmm. and how much we are hurting, I think, um, as a society right now, mostly because we've been closed up and we need each other. We need other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and other people speaking belief into us and love into us. And so I think it is so important that when we see somebody and you're out and about, if you have a moment just to say, I love your hair yeah. or I love your mask or you look so good, girl, I love your shoes or, you know, just anything to anybody. It, I think it's multiplied by a thousand in this season Yes, of where we are in the world. So just, oh. I hope that people will just speak out. 100%. I love it. And yeah. we love you, Don. Thank you so much for spending oh, this time here so with fun. us. Yes. Your biggest breakthrough yeah. right here with Don Barton. And uh, go get the <laughs> yeah, book. Seriously. Laughing through the ugly cry, laughing through the ugly cry. It's a good one. I told, I told Don earlier, like I, I'm, if you can get me really engaged in a book, you've got a winner on your hands. Cause I got a Aww. short attention span and, and this baby is really well-written. It's full of insights, joyful t- stories, craziness from your life, which we can all relate to a bit. So yeah. thank you for taking the, the time today. And thank you for obeying God and writing that book too, because it's a blessing. Yes. You are a joy to us. So be blessed, my friend. And uh, thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Wow. Okay. That was uh, a great interview. (laughs) That was fantastic. Yeah. You know, um, she, she's able to help free us when we go through tough times to believe that I really can have joy because sometimes we just think, well, that's, you know, that's good for Dawn or that's good for somebody else, but that, that I just, I can't get there. And I think, you know, what she said about, you know, some of the pitfalls is that mm-hmm. if we're not expecting to find opportunities to be joyful, it's only going to be worse. And I think sometimes we even, we even believe like, wouldn't it be just like dishonest or almost sacrilegious to find joy in the midst of this terrible thing? Yeah. And quite the opposite. She mentioned at the outset of the interview that, that God is joy. Right. And when we, immerse ourselves in him and an expectation of what he can bring us, it will lessen the pain and actually bring us joy. And it'll bring those around you joy mm, because they will yeah, witness yeah. how you are showing up in that season. Yeah. And it, it'll be mind blowing for them and cause them to look at their experience and their season differently too. So it's good all point. good. And she did say that, you know, she has to be intentional yeah. about 
uh, finding that joy and mm. that it's, it has to be a focus, a focus. Yeah. So yeah. let us all focus on the joy because God is joy and joy comes in the morning and we can have it 24 seven. So let's all choose joy today. And if you mm. enjoyed this podcast, please uh, share it with others. Uh, we appreciate you so much for listening, but also there are two other podcasts that you might enjoy listening to as well. And that's episode 12 with Carol Ladd. And she talks about uh, learning how authentic joy can override negativity mm. And episode eight, and that's Gay Linfers, who actually introduced us to Don Barton. And hers is all about uh, learning to rest while the storm rages. So check those two out. But we'd love to hear from you as well. Thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah, see you next no, time. That's it. Just have a great day <laughs> and choose joy. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. 